Welcome to the Searching for Meaning podcast. My name is Gonzalo, and I'm joined by my brother, Tiago. Welcome. Greetings. And in today's episode, we're going to go over a book that I must say is one of the best books I've read so far on the self-development world. Not only does it, you know, give you a light, I would say a light read, it's very easy to read, but also very practical steps on pretty much how to change your whole fucking life. Baby, let's get demonetized. Yeah, let's hey, go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a great book. I wasn't even expecting it to be to be as powerful because it sounds like such an already done topic. So, atomic, have we said the name of the book? We haven't. So, the, the book is Atomic Habits by James Clear. And like, like when you, every time I hear a book talking about habits, I just think like, oh, here comes more things I already know. But this one was really like stuff and stuff I already knew and stuff I didn't know, obviously, but really distilled down to the basics of it and presented in a way that's very easy to implement it into your life. So it, Yeah, exactly. Because so the book, you said it, yeah. right? I was a bit <laughs> distracted, but it's called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And yeah, so it talks about habits. And, you know, like you said, it's some, there's a lot of books about this. There's a lot of, you know, blog posts, a lot of articles about this. But when you come to terms with the fact that everything you do pretty much in your life, it's an habit, you know, you say like, oh, I don't want to have, you know, too much written down because I don't want to get trapped. But everything you do, if you kind of look at it, it's always an habit. Why do you, you know, when you wake up, why do you go take a shower? Because you, you've done it all your life. Why do you brush your teeth after you eat? Same thing. And for most things we do, it's the same thing. So this book was so, you know, mind blowing and, you know, so good to implement because once you change those habits, your life changes because that's it. We are just the results we have. I, I, I think he said this in an interview, not in the book, but the, the life you have is, is completely created yeah. by the habits you have. The life you have is perfect for the habits you have right now because they're perfect to maintain this life. So if you want a new life, you want something else, then you need to change it's those habits. Something I, I think it's kind of difficult to believe at first. Like my habits make make me who I am, and because it's it's such a simple and small thing. Like there, and like you said in the book a lot, yeah. and we'll get into it. But like it, it's not that there's going to be one habit that's going to change the entirety of your life. No, it's all of the small things you are doing each day that will eventually compound into into the life that you have right now. So everything you have done until this point made you into who you are and yeah. that's all of the small habits that in, in the in the moment it, it may not seem like much but after a year of eating ice cream every day you will change just as like exercising yep. uh, consistently for a year will change you but it's one of those Absolutely. things that in the moment it doesn't feel like anything and most habits are like that yeah and and however like with that being said it's also not easy if you don't know yeah, how to I, do that's it. The biggest Before thing. I read this book, it was it was all up to chance, you know. It was like, oh, maybe, maybe <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, just, I don't know. I'll just use more power. <laughs> yeah. It's like I'm, yeah. It's like you're tossing a dice, like fuck it, seven, baby. No, yeah. no and but yeah. yeah so yeah, and okay, no, he talks. Go of, ahead, go ahead. I think it's a really important thing. A quote he says in the I don't remember the exact exact quote, but it was like people don't fail because uh, because of the goals they set. They fail or, or because they are different, like. Successful, yeah. Successful oh, that people was so powerful. and not yeah, successful uh, people—they have the same goals. Like, people want to be exactly. successful. People want to be happy. I want to have this amount of money. I want to be rich. I want to have a gold medal. Whatever it is, it's not that like rich people have some like a, a magical goal that you you don't have. No, they have the same goals. They want to be 
good people just like you want to be. Uh, and but the difference is yeah, it's not the goal. The goal that, that makes it It's the process to getting to the goal or, or to getting to the, the person that they want to become. They have they are better better equipped than you. Not only because like genetics and talent that's a part, but a big part of it is knowing how to effectuate change and knowing the thing that make it easier. Which for me yep. like. If you, if you were to tell me, if you, if you had told me this like a year ago, that you want to make things easier, I would have been just like, fuck you. No, you have to do it because of willpower yeah. and no, yeah, you got to be a man and face up to it, blah, 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 whatever. No, at the end of the day, you, we are humans, we seek comfort and we avoid discomfort. So if, it, if it's some, something is easier, it's yeah. more probable that, that you will do it. So why not try to do, make it easier? Exactly. And with that being said, let's, let's just dive right into the book because, you know... Let's just jump right into this bitch because it divides the book into four parts. There's four parts to forming or, you know, unforming each habit. And with that being said, let's go to the first law of habit formation, which is, <clears throat> let me check my notes real quick. <clears throat> first law is the cue. So for every habit you have, for every action you do, there's always a cue. So imagine this, uh, you go on your car, you're driving your car, and you walk, you drive by a McDonald's commercial, like a, how do you say, like a picture outside. That can be a cue like, oh, fuck. Then your brain gets triggered to go to McDonald's. Or maybe let's say you're working, you get bored, you check Instagram. Getting bored was the cue to go to Instagram. And so if you want to form an habit and you want to make this as easy as possible, you need to make this cue as hobby, obvious as possible. So what does that mean? That means... And I'm going to just dive right into right away. The main thing he talks in this book and he talks in every goddamn chapter is your environment. Your environment is going to be the biggest thing determining not only this rule, but all of them further away. So if in your environment, let's say you want to stop eating so much sugar, but you know, everywhere you, you look there, oh, there's a Snickers bar over there. There's a fucking cereal bowl over there. If your environment is full of that, your brain is going to get triggered all the time. But now if you remove all of that and instead of, you know, having a chocolate, you have an apple or you have a salad, then your brain gets the cue to eat healthy. It doesn't get the cue yeah, even to eat unhealthy. Uh, because, part in the book, yeah. It's funny. He, was, he wanted to, to eat more apples and, and he was talking about like he always bought the apples, but he put, in, put them in like a, a drawer inside the fridge. So they were never visible. And instead of what was visible, it was like cookies yep. or something. And so he was like, damn, I'm not eating these apples. You will only realize it when they were already rotten. So it's like the, the only change he made was buy a, a fruit basket and put the apples there in, in a visible spot in his house. So it was like at the entrance of the kitchen yep. or something. And Make he that just started eating more apples obvious. because it was obvious. It was, it was something that was there. And it, it, like you're saying, it, it was an obvious cue that you would receive every time you, you entered the kitchen. Just like, so applying that to your life, you can see how... how how, how relevant this is like, like you were saying the example of the person who wants to eat less sugar you just you have to make the, the biggest effort to keep it out of your life be that by discarding people yep. that eat a lot or don't eat healthy or keeping it in your house just getting rid of it in your environment if you look at like addictive persons if you go like to alcoholics anonymous this is one of the things they, they first make the people do is get rid of all of the, their friends that still drink alcohol or that smoke because it's yeah. one of those those triggers and i just giving a, a like a personal example one of my friends he just so he just went to college and he was like he smoked like a pack of cigarettes a day it was something crazy 
and but then he like he moved to college and so he wasn't hanging around the same people he used to that also smoked a lot so he just stopped smoking because the his new group of friends didn't smoke and he was like ah this shit sucks for me so i just i'll just stop it and he, he finally did it because he tried to stop so many times in the past but this time he's finally sticking with it because his environment changed so his environment is no longer yep. complete full of cues however however disclaimer over here and he talks about this in the book once an habit is formed it's almost impossible to you know to give up the habit you can do as much as you can to know to not yeah, even get the cues cue. don't disappear but yeah but put that same guy back into the the same environment he was he'll start yeah, because smoking the, the cue itself days. will always be in your brain so yep exactly you'll never forget the cue he gave, he gave also an example in the book of a, a woman who gave, gave up i think it was smoking also but like 10 oh no she she only smoked when she was riding a horse a horse so and she just stopped taking horse lessons and so she started stopped smoking but then 10 years later she she got on a <laughs> horse again and immediately the, the craving for for smoking a cigar came back so yep. that's, that's the power of cues so you know be careful about that and no you know it's you could think like, oh my God, why, why can't I just give it away? You know, it's much easier to just not even look at the queue. You know, it, it's going to take some sacrifice because sometimes those cues are associated with things you really like to do. Because maybe once you get the queue for smoking, is like when you're out with your friends and you're, you know, you all go outside of the club and you pop out a smoke. Well, you can't go out with those friends anymore if you want to give up smoking. I'm sorry. It's almost, it would be almost impossible. I, I don't think even the guy with the, the biggest willpower would be able to maintain that over yeah, a long period of it's time. Impossible you just break. You, it's... you already have the cue inside you. Like I, for example, I can go out with friends yeah, exactly. that smoke because I have no desire because I've never experienced the, yeah. the smoking thing. Yeah. So there's no cue in my mind. But I believe that for a person that was an addict to it, because everyone, almost everyone that smokes is addicted to it, and so I, I can imagine the like the amount of willpower it would take, and they would just be depleted and eventually smoke. Which kind of talking about them. To make it obvious, it's also good because he, in a, a, each chapter he talks about how to build a, a good habit and how to break a bad habit. And so basically breaking yeah. a bad habit is just inver reversing the rule. So in this case, to build a good habit, you want to make it as obvious as possible. Keep as many cues for the good habit that you want to build in your environment as possible. Yep. But if you're trying to break a bad habit, you just make it invisible, like he calls it. So reduce ex exposure and remove the, the cues, the bad cues of your environment. Yep, just, yeah, just make it easier on yourself. And, um, you know, talking a bit more what he talked in the book, he talks about, so the first, you know, this first law, he says that, you know, you probably, you have a lot of habits, you know, you wake up, you go brush your teeth, then after you do whatever. So he says to keep an habits scorecard, which means, or scoreboard. So go over and write everything you do consistently, like every day. So wake up, brush teeth, da 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 da, da. And after you have that list, put like a, a plus signal after the habit if it's a good habit a negative signal uh, after the habit if it's a negative one and uh, you know equal if it's you know neutral so after you do this you want you know maintain the good habits and then to the bad habits you're going to start by doing that you're going to start by seeing what cues are in my environment that trigger this and then yeah cut that bitch out you have to make it uh, he has a, also a good quote we actually made a post on instagram uh, with this which is until you make the unconscious conscious it will direct your life and you will call it fate so, and which is a uh, goes back Absolutely. to the same thing you can't change something uh if you don't know it, it needs to be changed so i think this is the the most important not it's the first step into if you want to change your habits yeah. you need to realize what are the habits that are in, inside your life 
and which one are good, like I said, putting a plus and the, the bad ones putting a, a negative and trying to yeah. choose the, the, the biggest rocks that you need to, to remove from your environment. Yes. And that and it's also a really good like exercise for you to understand what's going on with your life because we, we kind of yeah. skipped a, a bit to it, but he, in the beginning he said like, your habits make you who you are. So your identity is deeply connected to your habits. People sometimes, you, people can say that they value something or that these are their values, but at the end of the day, you will see their values by the habits that they have, by what they, they are doing every day. And so just the process of kind of no, no, like telling, may, becoming aware of, of every habit, the regular habits you are having every day, makes you aware also of the values you are keeping every day. Because if you are watching social media three hours a day, you probably need, you probably aren't valuing productivity as much as you, you say you do, or you aren't valuing time with your friends as much as you say you do. Because if you're spending yeah. like three hours of your day, that's some almost, that's like a lot of a big percentage of your of your day. And so you need a, it's a good exercise also to check your identity a bit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, one thing I would say. So you know, let's say you have all this. Number one. Don't try to cut a lot of habits yeah, at the same time. Don't so don't try to start a lot of them at the same time. I fell into that error, that mistake, of course. <laughs> uh, so I was like, okay, I'm just gonna write, and then I tried to do all of them. Surprisingly, I was able to keep a lot of them. I, was able, I wrote like ten. I was able to make seven new ones that kind of stuck this week, at least. But he has like this structure for, and let's say you want to start a new habit. And it's very important to be specific. So let's say, I'm going to run next week. Yeah, that's very vague. When, what time, where. Mm -hmm. So whatever habit you want to start, you want to write it like this. I will, then behavior. So I will run at then time. I will run at 10 p.m. And then in what location? So I'll run at 10 p.m. in my, outside my house every every other day, for example. Which is a, a perfect segment into the, I think, the next strategy users which which is my favorite one, I guess, and like it's really relevant in my life. Which is it calls it habit stacking. So I think oh, it's yeah. like a even like I think it should be just like uh, always used in conjunction with the, the one you just said. So he, with the one you just said, he calls it implementation intentions, and like you said, you, you it, it's all about making it more precise because the more precise you make it, the less likely you are to 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 not do it because even as a, a great quote in the book which is it goes something like people aren't people don't lack motivation they lack clarity it was it was going like that and it's true you, you notice that with these things if you just tell yourself i will run tomorrow there's so much yeah. leeway for you to, to make a mistake there because you can keep yeah. delaying it until the the, the last exactly. moment before you fall asleep but if you say no i will go yeah. at this time and when that time arrives and you haven't done it, at least if you and if you didn't do it, you know that you, okay, you made a mistake. Otherwise, if you just like say I want to run and then it's like you have the entire day. It's such a vague situation. You you can your brain is yep. such a master at at getting around it. And so the going back to the habit stacking thing, that's even more powerful. Is so saying the behavior you do, the time that when you will do it, the location, and then. Putting that after an habit that you already have. So in this example, you just go back to running. I will run at 10 p.m. in the park after I get out of work or after I arrive home. Make it like a, in conjunction to an habit that you already know that you perform every day. So maybe that's yep. your drive going back from work. Like you will always do that no matter if you're bored or you have to do it to get back home. 
it's something that will always be there so if you just yeah because then that that also becomes the queue you know when you get home oh the queue boom you are reminded i need to go do that uh -huh. but yeah continue yeah that, that's exactly what i was going to say it form it forms itself into a new queue so you you can actually put your habits in conjunction and the, and i this is like so relevant in my in my personal life and that's how i knew this was so effective because i've been doing this unknowingly in all of the habits, the good habits that I have that stuck around. So I think the, the biggest one for me that I've been consistent for like a lot of time, at least two years, has been my morning routine. I've had, a, I've had a consistent morning routine. I've changed some things, but I've always done it. And it's always been a part of my life because I just kept on stacking habits upon habits. So for me, it's really easy to do it yeah. because I just started waking up, then taking a shower. Uh, after the shower, I know that I have to meditate. After meditating, I know I have to journal. And after journaling... I know I have to like write write down some things, and then that's it. And but it's so easy because I I just compartmentalize it so much into what after this action I'll do this action until it's over. Yeah, you're not even thinking about it anymore. I get the same thing. So my routine goes something like: in the morning, wake up, cold shower, make bed, get dressed, make food, um, eat while reading, no phone, meditate, and then mobility routine, and then start to work. Yeah. But let's say somebody who did nothing, none of these things, you tell them, okay, every morning you're going to do all this. Yeah. That man would, would crush within three days probably. But not to say that I'm better or more mentally strong than him. No, it's just that I'm used to doing it. Uh -huh. I'm just so used. I'm not thinking. When I'm going into a cold shower, most people that I'd say like, oh, you should try to like, oh my God, I would die. <laughs> but for me, my, because my hand is not used to, you know, turning the, the handle to the other yeah, side and turning it up. You... It's just used to doing this. Uh -huh. Because it went the other way, I was like, no, it's, I'm not used to this. not what comes after that. Uh -huh. So you just do it. Mm -hmm. Which can be, you know, very positive in this case, but can also be very negative. Uh -huh. Because let's say if my habit was wake up, go to my phone. I, I did that for three years straight. Yeah, good luck breaking that. <laughs> it's not going to be easy. Uh -huh. It's going to be very hard. However, I kind of lost what I was going but Oh, there was something I wanted to say. Oh, the habit stacking, yeah, just a bit more in that. It's so good because once you start building more, you know, proficient habits, good habits for you, then you can link them all together until they're like this proficiency robot machine I think, but, that never yeah. stops. Yeah, that's amazing. In theory. The, the, the thing here we have to remind, and I have to remind myself constantly of this, and I think most people listening to this, we should also make this disclaimer, is that for you to stack an habit, you have to have an habit to stack with. So yeah. you can't just, just like, like, we, like you were giving the example of the person who, you just say, go do this morning routine. And he, but he, he doesn't have any habits already. His habit now is checking the phone yeah. when he wakes up. So for you, the routine starts by taking the shower. So you have that habit and then you build the other things. I don't know how you did it. But for me, I started with the cold shower. Then I eventually put meditation, eventually journaling. So now it's all easy. But when you're starting, just start with one thing. One single thing. Yeah, exactly. Just, exactly. So if you, for you, the biggest bang for your buck might be meditation. Just make that a conscious thing. Just, okay, wake up. Get out of bed, go to another chair, and meditate there. Boom. That's all you have to do. Because in that way, you're, you're, you're starting to build an habit. And then from there, you will be able to stack them. But if you do that all at the same time, you, you just won't do it. It's too much. It's an overload. Yeah. I've done that for like two years and got no results because it's, just, it's kind of yeah. an ego thing. You just want to... You don't want to believe that you put yourself in a situation where... Yeah, you, you want to do it all at yeah. the same time. And, and there's like a, a YouTuber... Uh, there's a YouTuber I really like. He talks about this. There is, he has a video. It's called Matt Diavella. It's kind of hard to write, but I can link it below after. Um, so he talks, he talks about that he committed himself to 
every 30 days, he kind of takes a new habit, you know, maybe taking cold showers. And even if he doesn't stick, he just does it for those 30 days. But just imagine if you, every month, could implement a new good habit and take out a bad one. Every month, just needs two, you know, one to take, one to put in new every month. After one year, that's 12 new. To new good and 12 bad that you took away. Yeah. Do that for five years, you're, you're a machine. Mm-hmm. But it's very hard to, you know, have that perspective when you just want especially if you're starting and you, you know you just want everything right now you're like oh i find so i found self-development baby i'm gonna quit smoking i'm gonna go to the gym i'm gonna start my business and then you're gonna feel at all of those things yeah, and i have real empathy for people that think like that because yeah, i think too. like that <laughs> i still think like that after um, god knows how many mistakes and it's a it's a really difficult way of thinking like it's very difficult to break this way of thinking it, it takes incredible self-awareness and just uh humility because you have to recognize that you got to where you are because there's a reason why you got to where you are and yeah. so you you are a, a person right now that isn't able to just become successful out of a sudden because if you could you would already be it but you aren't so yep. which that's, is a very hard uh, thing that's a, that's a thing to, to realize but it's what we all must go through and it's just part of life you guys kind of have to be humble enough to recognize this yeah. and then recognizing this you can actually start changing things which will eventually feel good but and, and that's the good thing with, with this book and for you to change things not only you, you first off you have to start simple obviously but then you have to have the right tools because like he, like the quote I said previously most people aren't unmotivated they just they, they don't have clarity most of my friends when they say like oh man I really wish I could do this this new thing I wish I, w- I, wish I could go to the gym every day I wish I could <laughs> eat healthier and I'm like okay yeah Maybe you can't right now, but there's definitely things you can start doing to build up to that. And that's the, the next thing in, this, the, in yeah. this first law, is designing the, the environment. So he, he has a really specific one to this. It's like, if you want to eat healthy, you won't just start by meal prepping every food, uh, like every meal of your week. You, it's just too much work. No, maybe for you, eating healthier will, just, will start off just like eating one more cup of vegetables than I do now. And then you do that for uh, one month. Yep. Real slow. Then after that, I'll take uh, away sodas and like sugary drinks. Okay, another step. Then after that, maybe you do like, okay, no, I, I won't uh, eat fast food. Another step. And then slowly, slowly, you just come to a point where you're like, oh, I'm, I've arrived here. I, I'm, eating, I'm eating healthy. And it doesn't even cost me that much. And... But that's how you do it. It, it takes incredible yeah. humility to recognize that it and, will take time. And most likely it will take you, f- you know, like I have and like Tiago has, it will take you failing at forming habits for quite yeah. a long time until, <laughs> for me probably until, you know, I kind of was able to form them, but I didn't know how. I thought it was like, oh, it was just because willpower. Yeah, but, baby. No, yeah, but we just because for some, no somehow I did all the, the laws he talks about. Somehow uh-huh. I kind of did it by accident. That's it. But like... To anyone who's listening, I really recommend you go buy the book, read the book, take yeah. your notes, and apply this. Because mm-hmm. I, I already, I'm already seeing differences this first week. Because, you know, I have some healthy habits built up right now. So I just use that as leverage, you know, to, like, to ha- have it stack. It's, it's my day is so much more productive. Because I'm like, okay, when I take a nap, I wake up, I do the Instagram post, and after that I go to the gym. Then, and because it was like habits I already had, but now I'm, I just stack them, I just put them in a stack. There's no like more Instagram in between all those things. It's just do this, then do that, then do that. And if you already have some good habits, that's a good thing you can do. You know, just 
stack them on top of each other because most of us, you know, we're going to get distracted in between. And you're going to take much longer to do all of them than you need. You know, it's going to be like 20 minutes here, 15 minutes there, boom, you lost an hour. But with that being said, I think we can go over to the next law. Second law, which is make it attractive. And before like we actually get into it, I just want to talk about why you fucking need to make it attractive and kind of, you know, you can you can just be in this mindset like, yeah, fucking delay pleasure, baby. Because, you know, we have the brains of motherfucking... <laughs> our brains haven't evolved in the last, I don't know, 200,000 yeah. years. They're kind of the same. But our environment has changed quite dramatically in the last, yeah. I don't know, like the last two decades, two decades, not decades, centuries, centuries. three centuries. Yeah, and uh, about, yeah, even more. Because naturally, we are driven to... Uh, instant gratification. Let's see, like, uh, not even a cave. It's a smart strategy. Yeah, like nature. a caveman, you know, you see high caloric food, you fucking eat the high caloric food. Yeah, you die if you don't. Yeah, you see fucking, you can rest now, you rest now, because why waste energy? And all those things, it's in your goddamn DNA to always search for instant gratification. That's yeah, why... sometimes, yeah, like, go ahead. shit on, on laziness and, and stuff, but what they don't recognize, like, laziness is the best strategy for survival that that nature came up with yep. because you have to be lazy in nature to survive because think about what 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 does laziness imply you maybe you remember um ex- our mother i think said this a lot which is like you always take the easy road or it's always like the the law of the least effort doing yeah law of least effort and i mean okay of course i, I was a lazy shit so i deserve <laughs> that but at the same time what's wrong with that what what's wrong with taking the least effort in most cases, you uh, even if when, when changing habits, you want to take the least effort because that's the, the most surefire way of getting get yeah. shit done. You just want to take it, it in the right direction, you know? Not yeah. And people, I think, okay, of course, laziness isn't something good, like, right now. It, most people don't need to be more lazy. But the, 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 the reasoning behind it holds uh, stable. So it, it makes sense that you take the, the easy, easy road. And... Yeah. Going with that mentality that you said of, oh, I don't need that. I just delay gratification. I'm a, I'm a beast. I'll go, I'll do it whenever, I, even if I don't want it. Okay. I mean, that's just ego. That's just ego talking because at the end of the day, if, you, if yeah. you're like really self-aware and humble, you just recognize I'm a human. I will, there will be times that I don't want to do things. And in those times, if things are harder, I will more probably fail. Absolutely. So, and, uh, and if you make them easier, you won't fail as likely. Yeah. So. And just to go back to where I kind of wanted to get with this is that, so your brain, once it gets those, you know, instant gratifications, it releases dopamine. But not only does it release, you know, and dopamine is what gives pleasure and what gives you motivation to do anything. They did experiments. They took the dopamine receptors of rats. They fucking starved to that. They didn't even fucking eat. Yeah, they didn't want that to food eat. in front of them, they didn't want to eat. However, however, you not only experience a dopamine spike once you experience pleasure, but also when you anticipate pleasure. So if you are expecting, let's say, to eat a pizza, before the pizza arrives to your table, you're already fucking spiking. You're like, fuck, this shit's going to be so good. <laughs> and But this is very important because you can use this in your favor. And the guy calls this temptation bundling, meaning that you pair a habit you already do that it's very pleasurable, doesn't need to be unhealthy. It can be like, I don't know, go to the spa or um, let's say watch a bit of Netflix or something like that. And you pair it with an habit that you want to not maybe take on or 
that you need to do. So maybe it talks about, let's say you need to answer a lot of emails, uh, but you also want to take, you need, or you want a pedicure and you really like a pedicure. So make it that you can only answer your emails or no, not that. You can only go to the pedicure while answering emails. So then it makes it more pleasurable. And I noticed this in myself. So when I'm in the gym, I'm usually watching YouTube videos. I just put the laptop there and something plays. And that's very pleasurable for, for me. So sometimes I'm, in, I'm anticipating like, not even the gym, but because fuck, I, I get to watch YouTube videos now. So let's go to the gym. So it's yeah. kind of like a biohacking, not biohacking, but you know, it's kind of those yeah. funky terms. Yeah, it's kind of those kind of but, yeah, it's... but it really works. Once again, use it sparingly. Don't fucking try to do this everything you want to do. <laughs> and make sure it's healthy. Don't make something like... Uh, yeah, I eat a pizza. So every time I need to answer my emails, I'm going to eat a pizza. No, don't make shit like that because that's going to yeah. be worse. Yeah, it, it's common sense with, with all things. Yeah. So you really, so if you're trying to do something good, you, you have to make sure that the bad habits or no, not the pleasurable, the pleasurable habit that you're doing isn't something bad because if you're trying to do something good, the bad will just kind of negate it. So yep. always be like, like you said, like, for example, you, the 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 answering emails thing it's much better to do it like you said like when you're implementing with, with a, a pleasurable practice but a good one for you so yep. going to the spa like watching listening to music or watching netflix things in moderation like uh, n not just like watching like uh, social media for three hours or, or don't pair those things with good habits because yeah. at the end of the day you'll just lose more time but find those those things that you already do that are pleasurable and then that aren't like they're neutral maybe that they, don't, they aren't really causing you that bad and just put them alongside that and you like I, I noticed this and it's just so much easier to do to do things because yep. you you associate something that previously was like kind of boring with now the thing that you you, you like doing and that just takes it up to a such a, an easier level absolutely and yeah like you said sparing not sparing but you know common sense you know this don't go overboard this. Don't take a line of cocaine every time you answer an email and shit like that. <laughs> so we're, we're not responsible once again. And uh, moving on to the, the next thing he talks about is um, social pressure and how, you know, as humans, and this is one of those parts where you also... I think this is one of life to the most... And this is where you have to put your goddamn ego aside because you want to think like, yeah, I go against the grain, baby. I'm, I'm fucking on my own. But at the end of the day, your brain is made to succeed in a group, to succeed in a tribe. And that means that unconsciously you're going to take mannerisms of the people around you. You're going to take expressions, even how they act, what, even what they think about. They, they did this very funny experiment where, where they asked very basic questions to people like, uh, for example, which pencil is the bigger one? And, and it was clear which one was the bigger mm -hmm. one. And what they noticed was that, you know, there was one person being the subject of the test and then a lot of, how do you say, like actors. And they noticed that when they told the actors to purposely, all of them, say the wrong answer, the person who clearly knew the answer, the more actors there were, the more inclined she was to say the wrong answer just to fit in the group. Yeah, at the end of the day, it was like something crazy, like 75% 75%, exactly. And yeah, just imagine, somebody pointed at a black wall and everyone said, it's white. <laughs> and you were, you, you were going to be like, uh, yeah, it's white. That's so crazy, but that's... 75% of people, and we all want to think like, I'm in the 25%. Yeah, Likelihood is like you're not. not so. <laughs> yeah, literally likely you are not. <laughs> yeah, so, so with that being said, I just want to say uh, one more story, which we're actually talking about this before the podcast. 
there was this guy in, I think it was in Hungary. It was Laszlo, was how it's called. And he decided to make an experiment with his own children. He wanted to prove to everyone that uh, talent means nothing, at least in, let's say, intellectual uh, pursuits. So he decided that he was going to make all his children fucking masters at chess. He was going to teach them at home. They were going to leave, breed, and eat chess all the time. And he was going to prove that by their environment, rewarding them only for that, they would have no other choice to become good. Results of this, well, I actually have them written because I don't know them. By, but so the first daughter had, uh, what's that? Uh, da, da, da. Okay, the first daughter started with four years old. And within six months, she was beating adults in chess. The second one became a world champion at chess by 14 years old. And then the third one, the, be the best of them all, became the youngest grandmaster by age 15, younger than Bobby Fischer. And for 27 years, she was rated as the best female chess player. This is so, probably, a, you know, you only have three subjects of test, but it's almost the likelihood of this being by chance would be impossible. Almost. Yeah. That, and when they talk to the children, you know, you would think they would be fucking miserable. They had to play chess all the time. When they talk to the children, they say they love chess. They, they were, you know, passionate about it because their environment rewarded them for it. The, the tribe, quote unquote, only gave them rewards for being good at chess. So they had no other option. And applying this to yourself, if you're in a goddamn tribe that rewards smoking, drinking, being a lazy ass, com complaining that the rich shouldn't have that much money, guess what? You're going to become one of them. You put yourself in a tribe that, you know, makes a lot of money, is very healthy. You're going to become one of them. It's inevitable. That's probably the the biggest advantage the human being has, you know, like for example, cheetahs can run very fast. Eagles can see super well and dive at incredible speeds. Human beings, we have our brain. You can adapt to almost anything. So fucking use it in your advantage. Word to you, my I friend. With, um, you actually said it, but he actually quotes it in the book. Every goal is doomed to fail if it goes against the, the grain of human nature. Yep. And, and this is like, I think this is like the, the environment itself, the community you're in, I think is the, I'd say if I had to rate like the, the relevance of all of these things, I'd say this is number one, because at the end of the day, we as humans are a, a really a social animal. And we, everything we do, if you like, in the standpoint of like biological like evolution, we evolve to, to live inside a tribe. And so that's why pe most people, if you think about it, that's why most people fear speaking in public, because it's such a, a representation of, yep. of what it would be like if you failed in front of a tribe. And that's why it scares us so much. But, but the thing, you, knowing that, you can use that to, to your advantage. Because if you put yourself in, into a good community of people that are doing the things that you want to be doing, so let's say, uh, let's say you want to read more. Where do you think you, you'll thrive? Uh, around your friends that don't read at all? Or if you join a book club? Yep. It's, it's literally... <laughs> No one, everyone, you don't have to go to it to, to know the, the answer because it's just such an obvious thing. If you are surrounded by people who read, you will read more. If you are surrounded by people who work out, you will work out or you will more likely work out. The same thing with, goes with healthy food, uh, self-development, whatever it is, yeah. mindfulness. If people around you are doing those things, you just kind of like think to yourself, huh, this guy's doing this and... Like, it becomes normal, you know? It's not like a weird thing. Because if it's weird yeah. for you, you know, no one reads, everyone mocks you for reading like Tony Robbins. Guess what? You're not going to, even if you read it, you're not going to believe the things he's saying is true because you don't want to change because you're not going to fit in the group after. 
Yeah, people are just like because yeah. yeah in that case, if you make a, like a one of those changes with like people in that group, if you if, if you try to like it's a Tony Robbins talks about this in, in in his book, but it's like if you try to it's more it's way more easier and feasible that if you change your environment, if you you change the community you're in or, or so move to another one, then try to change the one yeah. you're in because that's almost impossible. You won't all of a sudden change all of your friends and make them like reading books. Working out, eating healthy, interest in self-development. No, they are your friend. They are the, the friend group, and maybe you were blessed that you actually have this epiphany and you yep. changed. And but now you just have to come to, to terms that like you have to make some tough choices. You have to give up some friendships. You have to give up some some places where you used to go because you now you want more things out of, out of yeah. your life. And, and even that's the price you have to pay. Sorry to interrupt, but and even if you want to change your friends, the way you do it is by changing yourself first. It's not by being a yeah, fucking hypocrite and being like, let's all change together. No, you do it first. You're the one who wants uh -huh. to be different. You need to go, you know, into your own journey. Go into your own adventure like John Peterson talks about it. That's what, yeah. I'm not as men or as men or women, whoever is, you know, feels the desire for it, know that it's okay. Because a lot of times you're always told like, oh, do the safe thing. You really want to take that job? It's not really safe. But it's in, not, not every person's nature, but if it's in your nature to, to want more, to you know, to to go go out and try to find things for yourself, then you'd be doing a disservice to society by not going against it. Imagine going to the extreme of this. Imagine if Steve Jobs was like, "I'm I'm not gonna quit college. I'm just gonna finish this. Then maybe I'll start a company." No Apple would exist right now. You never, you would not have a fucking iPhone in your hand right now. Just it wouldn't happen like that. I heard a good, a very good quote the other day, yesterday, of the guy who wrote the book, um, The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari, which, ah, oh, fuck, I wish I could quote it. It was, wait, yeah, can you talk for a bit, <laughs> Sergeant? Yeah, go, Sergeant. No, but, but the, the thing with, with this, this particular thing of the environment, like you were saying, if you really want to change, even if you want to change your friends, but I think it's never like a good thing to want to do. You just kind of have to let people decide what they want, want to do. But the, even... The way you change things, it's like Jordan Peterson talks about it. You have to clean your room first yep. before you try to change the world. Oh, and I, I, I like, yeah, go ahead. When you finish, let me know and I'll quote him. Okay. Me. And so it's really about showing to people that it can be done. Because, so imagine this you're in your group of friends and everyone's a loser. You're playing video games 12 hours a day and you have no interest in anything. You just have no purpose. And then one of a sudden, one of those guys inside that group is like, whoa. Guys, we can have more than what we have right now. We can do more. We can be more. We can live happier lives. And they're like, ah, man, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Just come play with us. And but and then you're like, man, these fucking retards, they, they don't they don't fucking listen to me. And you're like, you're annoyed. And, but then you kind of have to think about to yourself, like, of course they don't listen to me. They don't know it's possible. Yeah, I don't know exactly. it's possible because I haven't done it. So you 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 do it. That's how you you make them believe because. You do it. You show them it's possible. You come back two years later and you're like, guys, I did it. Once and then they'll listen to you. They exactly. And That's yeah, well then you have a, a higher chance of them listening to you. And even if they don't, like, okay, at least you tried, man. You, you did the things. Now you have some moral background where you can sit upon to talk to them. But that's how you do things. Just massive action. Let all the people in your life know the, who you are becoming. Not by telling or bragging, yeah. but by doing. Just do and then things will get better. Absolutely. Go on with your quote. And um, that was very well put. That's exactly it. And the quote I, I wanted to say is, it's by George Bernard Shaw, and it is, the reasonable man adapts himself to the world, 
The unreasonable, the, the unreasonable one persists in trying to adapt the world to himself. Therefore, all progress depends on the unreasonable man. And that means, in this case, ditching your friends for a bit. No more 18 hours of Minecraft per day. If you want to build something for yourself, not only in a, a, a block video game, that requires, you know, and you knowing that the journey is not going to be easy getting there. Like, and it's not supposed to be, and it would be boring if it was. Every, the best movies of all time, you'll see, it's always that. Iru goes out, Iru fails, Iru kind of, yeah, maybe it looks like it's going to see, then fails again. And then at the end, you know, he throws the ring into the fucking volcano and he will <laughs> throw the wind. But without all that journey, number one, it wouldn't be changing. You wouldn't change as a person. Number two, no one would, not even no one would care, but that's the main thing. You wouldn't change. It wouldn't be worth it. And it's very easy when, you know, when you're down, you have a bad day. Oh, you feel like you don't have a purpose at this moment. It's very easy to just be like, why couldn't it be easier? Oh, my God. That guy looks like he had it so easy. Guess what he didn't have? That guy you're looking at that succeeded had the same thoughts in his mind. Don't you think Steve Jobs, when he was fired from motherfucking Apple, he was fired from Apple, the company he started. Do you think he was like, oh, yes, I, I know what I'm going to do now. I'm going to start Pixar. And then in a couple of years, they're going to call me back. And I'm going to become, this is going to become the most valuable company in United States. No, he didn't know that. But he, I don't know if he had the mindset or whatever he had, but he just persisted. He just kept on going because like he was the unreasonable man. He was like, I, I, I want this and I'm going to get it done. Whatever it takes. Yeah, that's uh, the perfect, perfect way to put it. That quote was really old. I <laughs> didn't listen to it. I haven't heard that quote in a lot. It's a, it's a really good one. And so I think just going to the last point of this, the second law, which he talks about is creating a motivation ritual, which is doing something you enjoy immediately before a difficult habit, or I'd say even when you are doing the, the difficult mm -hmm. habit. So for me, I, I, I realized this in my life when I was in school. Like, So studying for me was always something really difficult because I was never interested in, in it in general. But... I did like recognize some patterns that I used to do that made the thing like easier and and it was like these small rituals that they weren't necessarily motivational but it was like small things that I knew like so for, for me studying was like putting on my headphones to listen to some chill music and the act of doing that just made it so much easier to start picking up the the book and the things and start just start studying and he talks about this in the book like a lot of athletes you can see this the same thing. They have a specific ritual, stretching or mobilizing before they do their, their getting to their game, into their sport. And but they they always have something uh, fixed, fixed. It's something that they do every time before this habit, and and that helps you because it's just, you can just kind of create a new cue. So you yourself create a cue yep. of something that you like, and you associate it with an habit that you you need to do, uh, and. I think also a good example, another from personal life, is just like putting on my workout clothes. For, like, it isn't that good of an example because I actually enjoy going to the gym, but at first when mm -hmm. I didn't like it, it was like putting on my clothes was one of those things. Okay, I've done this, now I need to go to the yeah, gym. Yeah, the hard part so, is that. It's not the going to the gym, it's just starting the process of going to the gym. Uh -huh. Exactly, and for me, and yeah, I've started also doing, before I work, I like clap two times and I stretch back, just so I get that in my mind. But yeah, I do it a yeah, lot of time. Like when I the same thing. There's days when I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go to the gym. Especially now, I started a new routine, which is more, you know, more exercises and more reps. 
So I'm like, oh, I don't want to do it. I'm tired. But just like just me taking my normal clothes, putting the workout clothes, it's I signal to my brain. Guess what? You don't have a choice. You're you already started this. It's gonna be more hard. It would be harder to you know just take those clothes, put the other back on, and realize you fucking failed to just get there. Because <laughs> yeah. your brain always wants to maintain consistency. What what it's used to. So the more you do it, the better you'll become. But know, and it's very important, that if you do the opposite, you're going to become more of the person you don't want to become in this case. Know that. Because when, once that kind of kicks into your mind, it's kind of it's very scary. Because now once you're going to do that, you're like, fuck, I'm kind of fucking myself up. I'm saying to myself that the type of person I want to become is the one that doesn't go to the gym instead of the one who goes. So for me, that was... Like recently it clicked. And I think the other day I was like, I'm gonna order a pizza today, even though it was not my cheat day. And I was like, is this the person you wanna become? The guy who doesn't respect his own boundaries? No. Phone down. Boom. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Sometimes it's just like reminding yourself yeah. why you were doing That's when I feel like you can you use doing. the you know mental power. It's when things are kind of failing even though you have the habits, then you kick a bit of that that power and even then even then make it as easier as possible yeah. to 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 recognize the bad things of the habit so for me it's like so previously we made all the bad habits that we have so that those are the things we used to do that are bad so you have them all uh, noted down so just like pick the, the ones you really want to eliminate and under under it this I, I i did this under it just writes all of the bad things that it will do to you or like just a sentence saying this will make me a uh, a worse person. This will make me lonelier. This will make 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 me sadder. This will make me a, a worse person in general, and I derive no benefit from this. And then every time you feel the like the temptation to do it, you just tell yourself that because you already have this specific sentence uh, um, attached to it. So yep. you don't have to go to the. You have to remind every time we're doing this, we're trying to make it as easier, as easy as possible for you to. For you to, to remind yourself of things, because that's the only way that's standing between you and success is really the, your system that you have for things. And so it's just making everything as standardized as possible. So you have this thing immediately to go to when you feel that. Don't so don't rely as the minimal amount of power. Like don't try to use mental power. Try to avoid it as most as you can. Yeah. And then... When it finally needs to be used, you you will be fresh. To this use is it. also what he says. Like when you want to, you know, make it the opposite. When you break an habit, you make you tell all those things yourself. You make it unattractive. So in that situation, for me, yeah. it was very unattractive to order the pizza because I knew I would regret it immediately. And a lot of it is also you just you can write it down. Like by let's say smoking. By smoking, I'm becoming the type of person who also doesn't respect his health, doesn't care about himself, nor the environment, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, because yeah. the key, once again, is not, don't do a lot of these things or else you're, you're not going to remember. But if you take one habit at a time, this will kick in your mind immediately. You'll be like, fuck, I'm not, I don't want to really turn it back out. Boom. That's it. And with that, and most yeah, people, go ahead. Like, you, just, you just need to really choose one habit at a time. And like for most people, there are like three or five habits at most that are really fucking up your life. So, if you just, or not, most times really it's like one bad, like there's one really that's, Giving you like eighty percent of the bad things in your life, yeah. going back to the eighty twenty rule, and so just for if you just focus on that, like you'll be way better off than you were at first, and your life will improve so much, so much more. So don't think that taking it slow is like uh, ineffective. No, it's the the most effective thing we 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 know of. Yep. 
And and I think that's why these laws are, are so good. Also, is they you just have to reverse it if you yeah. so, so like it's it, it gives it in a positive way of building new habits. And then if you want to remove it, a bad habit, you just apply the same thing, but in a reverse way. So this so we talked about the motivation ritual. This is kind of a unmotivation ritual. Yep. You just make yourself not be like be disgusted by it by by by, by changing your mentality. The same thing with the culture we, we said. If you want to stop smoking, get rid of the culture that tells you to smoke. And it's just... Absolutely. Yeah, it's just reversing. And with that being said, oh. I think we can go on over to the third law, which was what you were, we were actually talking before, the law of the least effort. That's what he talks about yeah. here. The law is make it easy. You need, you know, recognizing our brains, we want the fucking easiest thing we can get. That's it. You don't want to go up to the Tower Tree to get the apple. You want the low-hanging fruit that's why that expression even exists in the first place and how do you make it easy uh, before i tell that i just want to tell the story of the the pot group the ones who did the pots so that did an experience experience in experiment in university in one of them and it was one group of uh, artists had to do one pot like a pottery but very the perfect one but they can only do one that's what they were going to present at the end of the, you know, for the project. Mm -hmm. The other group needed to do one pot every day. Doesn't matter if it's fucking good, bad, they're gonna be measured on quantity, not quality. And what they saw at the end was that the pots from the the quantity group were much better than the ones from the quality group. This was because while the ones from the quantity were, you know, researching and, oh, how do I make the best pot and talking how to make the best pot, the other ones were working. They were actually learning their craft on the field. And this is very true for ourselves because a lot of times you'll notice that you want to start a new thing. What's the first thing you do? It's not to go out and do the thing. It's let me research on YouTube what is the best gear to optimize something you don't even know how it feels yet. Like (laughs) running. Oh, let me see what are the best shoes. doesn't matter. You can go barefoot because he talks about it. It's motion versus action. Motion is that, for example, I'm researching. It's preparing for action. But what actually changes us what actually changes a person is not the motion, it's the action. It's the action towards, you know, the, the person you want to become. And with that being said, if you are just starting and shit's very hard, just make it easier. Let's say you want to go to the gym and do, uh, I don't know, you have four exercises you want to do, but you just can't and just thinking about that, you don't go to the gym. Make it easy. Just say, I'm just going to go out, get outside the door and start walking towards the gym. Boom, start with that. Because once you put that action, it becomes easier to go to the gym than to come back home again. That's all it is. He even talks about... Now go yeah, ahead. He even, yeah, he says it like the, he has a yeah, two minutes exactly. uh, law, which is basically limiting yourself to only doing that thing but for two minutes. So, which is like two minutes is, is very easy. So, for you, it's like, if you're trying to get into the gym, maybe one strategy that you can take is just like, go to the gym but only for two minutes. Yeah, you go to the gym, you equip yourself, but you only work out for two minutes. So maybe that's like doing an exercise. And then you, you have to you force yourself to go home. Because that's easy. Like, uh, no one's going to be like, oh, I don't have energy for two yeah. minutes. No, like, you get there, the two minutes, and yeah, at the beginning even recommends you to really, like, follow that rule. After two minutes, come home. But what, what you'll eventually see is that you, you feel ridiculous because you're only there for two minutes. And you're already there, and you're like, oh, man, I can actually do this. I'm already here. I'll just start working out and it's such a it's such a, like a, a mind fuck for people that they don't want to believe that things 
can just be achieved by making it easier. People want to believe that there's a magical ro art yeah. road or the motivation, like the motivation montage that you have to, to go go through before doing art. Um, no, it's just like, like he says in the book. Yeah, it's just like a good quote from the book. It's like redesi redesigning your life. So the actions that matter most are also the actions that are easiest to do. Because at the end of the day, that's what will always happen. You will always do the things that are easier. So make the good things easier and the bad things are... Yep. Yeah, there's no, no way around it. And once again, it's coming to terms with your human nature. Because we all want to think, oh, because, because you dress in designer clothes and you drink $5 coffee that you're special. You're not. You're still a, a, a very evolved monkey. That's what you are. And your brain, that's so mind-blowing. Your brain is the same pretty much as people from 200,000 years ago. But put in an environment that's not made for that. And you need to come to terms with that because trying to be all tough guy with this is not going to work. Just be like, yeah, bro, you need all those habit shit, but I'm just going to do it. No, you're not. You're not. Shut up. No one is going to do that. It's, and when you look, it, because it's very easy to look at a guy who's very jacked or a guy who's very rich or whatever and look at them and think like, ah, how can I get that? But then we think, how can I get that in one month or in two months? You can't. It's a lifetime. It's years and years of the good habits. And that's it. Because sometimes they don't even know how to tell you how. Because a lot of times, it's just either somebody who knew the habits implemented yeah. onto them. Let's say kids who start being athletes, they were just taught those habits. Or they kind of picked them up without knowing it. But they were just the good ones. But know that. Know that you don't need to be... Let's say David Goggins. I, I love him. I love the books. But And that mindset is very good for when it shit's really tough. But you don't need to be all, like that all the time. You don't need to be like, push through the pain all the time. Sometimes you just need to take the pain away and make it easier for yourself. And then eventually, <laughs> the test that's very painful right now will be easy if you just take it slow. Yeah, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's just a more, like, a more achievable strategy for most people. So David Goggins, we talked about him before, Amazing guy, great, with a, a huge amount of respect, but he's an outlier. Yep. So he has more ability to to do <laughs> hard stuff than yeah, most people okay. do. And that's yeah. But I, I say even him, he has this this these principles in his life, knowing or not. Like no one can live his entire life just by using motivation for everything or, or willpower. Yep. He has some habits, and yeah, okay. I mean, I, I like his message because I think it's something that gets people moving. And but at the end of the day. You always want to take it, well, you always want to be smart about it. And so being smart about it, you just have to like, implement real concrete strategies, which is when this book, where this book really shines. So going on to the, the next thing is, it talks about priming the, your environment. So priming, preparing the, your environment to make future actions easier. And it, it gives the example of, of reading. So let's say you want to read 30 minutes every time before you go to sleep. So... What what do you think will be the the the, the thing that will make it mo the most easier? Is just is it is it just keeping your books in a bookshelf, or the day before, like the morning before leaving your home, is like putting your book on top of your yeah. pillow, for for when you come back, it's already there. There's no way of forgetting about it. There's no way to go getting around it. If you don't want to read, you have to physically pick up the book and put it somewhere else. So it's a lot harder for you not to do that habit, and a lot easier for you to do it. Yeah, yeah. And that's just the. The, the, the key to, like, to, to success is just do prepare, preparing these things each and every day, being smart about it, mastering, going back to the two-minute rule, it can also mean 
the first iteration of it was was really downscaling the abit so they can be done in two minutes or less. So this doesn't mean put every abit like in this time frame, but no, it's choosing the the right so the right abit. So the abit for you may not be go to the gym. The abit for you may be put on your gym yep. clothes, and you can do that for in in less than two minutes. The same thing. With journaling, the habit for you can be just like sit down, pick up a pen and your notebook. That's the habit. The same thing with breathing. The same thing with eating, with eating healthy. It's because what you notice, that once you start, it's much easier to go on. And so if you just have the mindset of starting, it's a lot easier in your yep. mind. And, and like we're saying, this whole chapter is about being making things easy. The more easy it is, Absolutely. the more, more A lot of this comes, it's, it comes down to the environment. And it may sound strange if you're... You know, not used. It was a bit strange for me to to listen to this as much as the environment. But I noticed I started doing those things. I started like, okay, I'm gonna put the books more here. I'm gonna put. So now, like, I always write the what I want to do the next day, the previous day. So now I just left the the thing open, the notebook open, laptop here. I closed like Instagram from the laptop before going to sleep because I know if I wake up and I open it in Instagram, it's gonna be a mess. I just prepared, and now it's like, oh, I'm much more productive. Look at that. It's it's just, yeah. it is that most of this comes down to the environment. And that's why he talks about it, yeah. like I said in the beginning, in every chapter. And another thing I want to talk about, uh, that he talks a bit before of this, it's about people always talk about, like, how long does it take to form an habit? There's theories like 21 days, 30 days, 90 days. And what he says is, it is not how long, it is how much. How many repetitions do you need to do until... You become proficient because guess what if you want to try to meditate and you meditate once per week for 30 days that's just not going to be formed but if you meditate once per day or twice per day for two weeks that habit's going to be formed most likely so try to try to start thinking about things in that way don't think of like because like when you think how long you're also like you're thinking how long until i can stop doing the habit that's kind of it's kind of a shitty mindset to have like how long until i form an habit it's forever because you're planning on doing it forever, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, that's why it's, yeah, it's I, I kind of fell into that trap as well. And it makes no sense. Like, how long until I form it? Like what? You're not going to have to do it anymore once you form it? What's the mindset <laughs> behind it? No, it's, yeah. it's yeah, not that if you want to maintain it, it's forever. Boom. There you go. And that's like when people say that, but what do they really mean? How long will it take until it is easy? We're going back to the easy thing. People will always want it to be easy. And so... Get ahead of yourself. Yep. Make it easy before it starts. That's the, the key the key of it. And also a really good tip I got from the book was was uh, so co- trying to comp- compartmentalize your life as most as as the the most you can. So this can be, for example, you gave a good example. So there's also a, a lot of studies about this, but that show that if you only use your bed for sleeping and nothing else. Your sleep quality is it's one of the, those factors that will always improve sleep quality. Because your mind, there is no confusing cues associated to the bed. So, let's say most people, what, what do they do when they wake up or before going to bed? They're on yeah. their phone. They, they fall asleep with their phone in their hands or as soon as they wake up or just like before they, they go to bed, they are on their phone. So, the bed is no longer the place to sleep. It's a place to sleep and to watch your phone. So there are, there are conflicting cues because sleep is the most resting, restful thing you can do and staying on your phone yes, is not that restful. Yes, the exact opposite of each thing. And, and you, you, can, you can apply this to everything. So let's say you want to pick up a reading habit. And I, I've, I've been noticing this in my life. 
if you start in a different environment, it's way much easier. So imagine you're, you're trying to start reading more, trying to read 30 minutes a day. But you're trying to do it in your room, where maybe you still have the bad habits of watching YouTube, social media. All of this is still in that same environment. So there are a lot of co competing cues for your, for your attention. So what, what would be easier, trying to read in that environment or just going to a new one? Maybe... Maybe what all you have to do is just go outside, choose a, a bench in the park, and that's where you will yep. get. And all of a sudden, I, I've tried this. It's it's just so much easier. Yeah, because your body is used to it. Like, your brain gets used to all these things. Yeah, there are no, and that's what the, the good thing about new environments. There there yep. are no cues that exactly. you already that you already have built. So you you have space to build new ones, and so. Trying to do this as much as possible is the, I think, one of the best strategies he gave in the book. So, and maybe let's let's say if you you don't have a big house, you can just do each thing in each division. Make it like this: my bed is for sleeping, my secretary is for work, this chair is for meditating, that corner is for mobility yeah. work. Try to divide it as much as possible because then it will be yeah, much exactly. Easier. Because I notice this myself. I'm in my computer and I use it for work and then also for YouTube and all that. It gets very hard, so now I try to, you know, computer is for work, and then I go to the living room, phone is for pleasure, whatever, because otherwise you're going to be working and you're going to get triggered to go to YouTube and to have fun. Yeah, that, that's why uh, smartphones are so yep. distracting, because it's there, everything is inside yep. the smartphone. You can play games, you can social, you can watch social media, you can watch YouTube videos. Yeah, you can go, you can you can go to email, stuff. you can work, you, you, you can, can do everything yeah. from your phone. You can, you can talk with people, you can communicate, you can... Uh, put your workout apps but then the side effect of that is that there's so much things competing yep. for your attention that's they all get mixed up together and, and you end up not doing any yeah. of them which is horrible and that's like now talking about breaking bad habits that's one of the the things that <laughs> also that's, that's why smartphones one. are get get such a bad rap for being like for being so distracting and bad for you because they they do the opposite of what you want to do when breaking a bad habit. They decrease friction as much as possible. They make it as easy as possible for you to access the things you want to access. So if you if you if you're addicted to Instagram or social media, it's very easy to go to Instagram. You press a you you unblock your phone and you press the button. Boom, done. You're you're there. But now imagine this. And this is actually what I'm what I'm doing now. This started this week. So let's say I, I noticed I was watching like watching social media way too much. So what, what, I just committed myself to using it less, but I know, I know, I, I, I started to do this before and I was like, now I know why I failed because I just said, I'll use it less. <laughs> good yeah, good luck with that. Like that's, that's so vague. You won't, you, maybe you do it for a day and then you're like back to it because you don't even realize. But let's say now I implementing these things, I actually implemented some, all of the, the, the good principles. So basically I said, I will only use Instagram for 15 minutes during this time in my life when I have to so in this case doing the post for the for our Instagram so I will only you I will only use Instagram at 5 p.m. Uh, while I'm sitting like in this case I chose the my, my couch to do it but just by and I and I uh, uninstalled the, the the app the Instagram app so when I when I have to do that I'll have to install it so I'm not as tempted to just go there there's an extra step for me to get before to you continue let me the, just say, say one thing that's, that's one of the the main things because the queue is always going to be there but if when the queue pops up when that trigger pops up you know it's hard you know you have to uh, i have to go install the fucking app and log in 
then you're gonna reject the queue kind of thing you'll be like triggered but it's hard i'll just mm -hmm. keep working whatever but yeah continue yeah so just make it as hard as make put extra steps in there you give an example in the book like people watch way too much tv maybe for you that's just uh unplugging your tv from the the, the switch every time you, you you watch it only that 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 extra step for most people will do it. Let's say you're extremely addicted. Take the batteries out, out of your remote. Let's say even more than that, put your TV in a, in your like in a dresser every time yep. you use it. So that's like an extra, extra step for you to do it. And that's just like people don't want to believe that's what it takes. But <laughs> that's it. You just have to be smart yep. about it. Just eliminate it from, from your eyesight. Because like you talked about this in the book, I think 90% of our brain power is dedicated to processing what we see. So that's by far the be the biggest sense we we have is sight. So if you just get out of your sight, get out of your mind. Like maybe you will get a, a craving now and then, but because it's so much harder for you to access that. And like okay, just like a, a quick side note. Why think about all of the most successful products that everyone uses? I'm talking everyone. Toothpaste, uh, dental floss, and soap. Why? Do people uh, you, why do people use it? Why did it became such a, a normal uh, cultural practice? Because there are no like it's so yeah. easy to do it, and, and not only that, but like there's a, it goes it all, it all, it talks about it in the book. It, it implements so many of these principles. So let's say toothpaste. It's such it's a convenient thing. It's rewarding. It gives you a fresh taste, and it's all and all of those, all of these products. And going back like to smartphones why are they like the biggest invention i'd say of this of this decade because they they facilitate so many things and everything is easier because of the smartphone going to social media um, talking with people you don't have a, now instead of writing letters we can send messages instead of like going to a, a phone booth we can just get out of our phone and talk yep. talk to someone so once we recognize that we can just like apply it to our, our daily lives and recognize that just all about making it easier to do the good stuff and harder. Yeah, to it's do the simple. Best. It's quite simple. Yeah, and like you were saying, we don't. We never want to believe that. So it's just that simple. But it, it kind of is. It's simple. Yeah. It's keep it simple. Take your time, and you'll get there. And uh, with that said, I think I don't think there's anything else in this chapter, in this chapter, in this rule, which means oh, there's just yeah. one more thing I want to talk about, which is it calls the decisive moments or domino effect. Which is, I wish I, had, I could show you guys the, um, the graphic because it illustrates this very well. But think of also these good decisions as dominoes. There, and there's going to be crucial uh, decisions, cr crucial dominoes you have to push at times. Maybe for you, when you wake up, not going to your phone is a crucial one. If you don't go to your phone, all, the rest of the day goes perfectly well. Even if you take a bad decision here and there, it still is on the uptrend. However, if you go on the phone... On, uh, first thing you wake up, you can do everything right after that. That it's not going to be as good. It's going to be just shitty. So it's all about. And with time, you kind of realize what, which one of those are the ones that propel you even further, because it's like a domino, a domino effect. And you, there's videos of this where they start with a very tiny domino, and it gets bigger and bigger. Because if you push the tiny good domino, it's going to push the the bigger good domino, and it's going to keep going until at the end of the day, you look like fuck. I did all these things. And if yeah, you do that through. Over a long period of time, you're going to look back and be like, fuck, my life is great, but it's going to take time. And, and you know, it's, it's going to be boring. You need to kind of, I think he talks in the, the book too, you kind of need to love boring, you kind of need to give up that 
that idea that things are always always need to change you always need this different stimulus most of the time to get the life you want you just need to repeat these things over and over and over until until you allow them to give you the results they are meant to give you because we forgot to talk about this in in the beginning but he talks about uh for example for ice to melt it needs to if it's at 31 for example if it's 31 i think it's fahrenheit it will not melt it's not melting but if you put it at 32 it's going to start to melt however from from if you start at zero all the way up to 31 it feels like there was no progress but then as soon as it dips over to 32 then you start to see it and with a lot of these things it's the same thing going to the gym first month yeah. you're not going to see anything you're not you mean like fuck i look exactly the same what the fuck's happening but then if you can keep going and keep going more and more you're going to start seeing difference you're going to get stronger you're going to get fitter you're going to look better and i notice in myself right now now that i've been going to the gym for i don't know six seven months i look in the mirror and i'm like fuck this is different but now it's different it's not different three months after i started it's not like that it doesn't work like that yeah it takes it takes time but that's also a good analogy for you to remind yourself that it takes time but it will yeah it, eventually, eventually the wall will break change uh-huh. so there's also a bit of hope there and that's why you're doing that's this, why you're doing it's this. so you're important to to and... all these rules being in place because if they're not you're not gonna like the habit and you're just gonna give up because if you don't see results it's not pleasurable it's not easy <laughs> yeah. why would you do that's it? actually why i go like i think going on to the yeah. to the next one which is the make it satisfying he talks about so the in the, the first thing he talks about is using reinforcement so giving yourself an immediate reward once you complete an habit and most people Maybe I, I, I definitely me, I thought about this like, I, I think about this and this kind of idea, I don't like it that much naturally, but I, I, of course I recognize the value of it and I understand why you need to do it. Because at first it seems like kind of a cheating. When, when like, for example, I say people who go to the gym and then they reward themselves with, uh, let's say a quick snack or something after they go to the gym. You may like, and of course an healthy snack, I think it would be counterproductive <laughs> yeah. if you eat like ice cream or something, but but I always didn't like I, I I always remember not liking that idea of like external rewards because that that seemed just like so many that just seemed like oh why do you need external reward you just have to do it because it's good for you but at, at the beginning your brain doesn't know that because it has no experience to compare itself to so if you're starting to go to the gym your brain doesn't really know it's good for you like you know it in your mind that it's something that's healthy you'll feel better but you haven't experienced it so your brain has no memory f- from which to pull from. So at the beginning, you need that external, external stimulus that will eventually get yourself to the internal stimulus. Because like you're saying, like now I bet you're, it's much easier for you to go to the gym because now you know how you feel after going to the gym. You know, you feel better. You yeah. know what it does for you. When you look at yourself in the mirror, you, you remember, oh, this is because I go to the gym. So now the gym becomes associated with good results. Me feeling better, me feeling more confident. So, but for you to get that intrinsic motivation or the uh, intrinsic reward, you first need to put that external um, reward or or like reinforcement for you to get through that, I think, small, like that, that introductory phase where you don't get the results. So use that as a way to stick sticking with it. And then eventually you'll re- recognize, I don't need it anymore. Because as a, as you finally got to the, the point where now I do this because I know the value it brings to me. But... Goes back to the being yeah. humble. Thing. Yeah, you have recognize to recognize it at the beginning. You won't do it. That's how your brain is made to to work. If it's pleasurable, if it's easy, if you like it, boom, you're gonna do it. If you don't, if those criteria don't hit, you're not gonna do it. 
maybe if you're like one of a kind, like David Goggins, and you can keep keep going throughout the, all the pain and uncomfortable and all that, you know, props to you. But most of us are not going to be like that. <laughs> and that's, I feel like what a lot of being yeah. a human being is that. It's recognizing all your shortcomings and then coming up with an intelligent solution to it. That's how we make things. Like, oh, we can't fly. We build a fucking airplane. We don't try to flap our, our arms faster to try to fly. That's not how we work. And to, maybe one human being one day is going to be able to flap his arms and fly. But that's not... That's not the being very Tim Ferriss like here. That's not efficient. That's not smart. That's being dumb. So apply these things. And one thing, one thing I want to also say about this is oh, tracking your habits. You, this also makes it very pleasurable, especially if you have like um, you have a calendar where you kind of cross the days you do it, or let's say you need to make I don't know sales call every day. You need to make fifty. You put fifty marbles in a bucket. And then every time you make one, you put it into another bucket. The, the brain loves that. Visual. Yeah, visual the brain thing loves like that. Because uh, yeah. the, the brain loves, loves oh, I'm making progress. Then progress feels real. So another This is act. why to-do lists are so popular between yeah. like entrepreneurs and the self-help world in general. Because, and I do, I have to-do lists. Because you just, they, there's a, uh, like a, a, a noticeable satisfaction when I check yeah. something off my list. I don't know why, but humans just we, we love that visual stimulus, just like going okay, that like because there's no more doubt, like you did this, you 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 scratch the, you you check the the thing you had to do, you completed the list, and it, you get so much satisfaction, and so that kind of becomes its own reward. So doing your dab, yeah. it kind of becomes its own reward. You associate that visual cue, and so it's all about creating the making it like the whole point of this chapter is making it uh, satisfying. So you just make. Uh, maybe a, you turn a boring habit into Absolutely. something satisfying. And uh, another thing he says, I think this kind of finishes up if you want to say something after you go ahead, but it is to um, never miss twice. You know, if there's some days you're going to fail, it's inevitable. Some days shit, life's going to get in the way and you're going to fail the habit. But make sure you don't make an habit of failing the habit. So failed once, okay, just do it the next time and then keep going from there. Because it's very easy to get in the habit yeah, of like, let's say you've been eat, eating healthy for two months. Then one day you kind of like, I'm tired and I don't want to cook. You, you order a pizza. The next day, you're going to have the same decision on hands. It's going to be very... Because once you taste that again, it's like, boom, the queue is up there again. So... Yeah. One time yeah. it's a fluke, two absolutely. times it's a pattern. So be always so, be aware of that. That's and yeah, You need to prepare absolutely. for this because once failure happens, like you want, to, you want to have something in place for you to deal with it. And before we go... We, we close it. I just have like uh, in, in regards to the last chapter you wrote, uh, just I, I just want to talk this because it, it has a really big impact and it's kind of one of those like mindfuck moments. And he calls it the, the Goldilocks uh, the Goldilocks rule. And oh no, before that also talking about the, the he talks about genes and talent and how to use genetics in your favor. And just to go quick quickly by it, he, he talks about how like most people, and this is a question I've struggled with a lot, from a, for a lot of time, which is like, what's my purpose? Or what's the thing I really need to do? And he goes at it by a, and it goes, uh, he attacks the, the question kind of from a, a genetic and from a talent point of point of view. And it's really, he has this, I'll just search it in, in, in the book right now, but he has this kind of quick questions that he, he uses to like, to make people recognize what what are the things that they're really good at, and and it, it was such a, a simple set of questions, but it, it makes so much sense. So you want to be 
you want to put in effort in the things that you are good at. So that he gives the example of Michael Phelps and and runner. this uh, yeah. long distance runner. So they were completely different from like they could not be different more different from each other. Like swimmers need a long torso and short legs. Runners need the opposite. They need long long legs and a short torso, uh, short torso and upper upper body in general. So. If that runner would have tried to be a swimmer, he would have failed. Yep. Just like Michael Phelps would try to be a, a runner, he would have failed. But there's like that's the good part about it. Genetics tells you what you need to put in work at. So, uh, of course, like let's say Michael Michael Phelps wasn't gifted to, to swim. Maybe he still liked swimming, but he would have known that he, he couldn't. Like it would, it would have, at some point in his life, it would have been obvious that exactly. he couldn't get to the professional level because you'll just re- recognize it eventually. So. This is such a one of those, I think, good ways of. I'm just trying to find really the, the questions because they were so good. But it was something like, what do you make? What what is it like? Try to figure the area in your life which which is like what for for most people what is like boring yep, that was that, it, for yeah. you that is fun. And that that was it. That was the like that was the big question. I was like, whoa, this is like because there was such a simple question, but be so impactful. Like that. There's because that's it. Yep. There is something all like in your life. Some people find for me like I just I, I just like read that I was like man. Yeah. <laughs> just like going to the gym. I like most people don't like it. I just I like it. I like being there. I have to kind of limit myself, or I just spend like way more time than my body can handle. So, and just like that quick rec- like recognizing that is like just makes things so much yeah. more cl- clearer. Just like okay, I think this is probably something that I'm disposed to do. So I'll just try it, and then I'll try it and try it eventually. I'll yeah, figure exactly. out if it's and, good for me. But that's and also, like, if you, you still don't have one of those things or you still don't know, guess what? It's time to go out and experiment. Go out. This will happen most likely if you're young and you, you, know, you still don't have a lot of experience. It's time to go out and try. It's not time to go be a doctor because your parents told you to. Maybe it is. Maybe if you, like, really love to read those books and all that, maybe there's your cure. Like, fuck, yeah. no one likes this. I like this. Maybe, maybe there's something here. And it all comes down to this. And... I think, you know, yeah, we can go over or we can go on to the last thing you wanted to say and yeah. shut uh, it down. I just, wanna, I just found the, so just to quick, quickly close off this, I just found the, the questions. It was like, what feels like fun to me, but work to others. Then the other one, what makes me lose track of time? So what gets into that flow state? Most people, this would be like when you just lose track of, yeah, just like three hours spending, like, whoa, this three hours gone by and I didn't recognize it. And then the last one, which I think is the most important, like kind of a reality check, is where do I get greater yep. returns than the average person? Because you want to make sure that the thing you are doing uh, is you're you're providing more value than most people. Because that's the the good thing about it. Like, you may not be the most talented person, and but but there are like maybe you are the you are eighty percent above average in this thing in this specific category and in that specific category. So putting, if you find a way to put those two categories together, yeah. you're probably yeah. one of the they best had, people. They had an example of like a, a, low a comedian, not comedian, but it was a guy who was like, he's kind of good at drawing, he was kind of funny, and he, yeah, he kind of knew yeah, like himself, about yeah. business. So he kind of combined it all into a cartoon, boom, very successful. That's it. But if, uh-huh. but if he so, tried to yeah, like do any thing. of them yeah. only, he would fail. So it's also... You know, use your brain, buddy. And with that being said, let's go to yeah. Okay, last one. So this is called the, the Goldilocks rule. I don't really <laughs> understand why, but 
so it's basically saying I, I you never really explained it, so I just kind of confused. But whatever, if anyone knows, tell me. Which uh, is basically saying that humans experience peak motivation when they are working on tasks that yeah. are right on the edge of their, their current abilities. So this is the thing I think we've, we've kind of talked about. We talk about this every time we, we do a podcast, but it's kind of it's the message I think we really want to share with everyone, which is you just need to do things that are a bit harder than where you're at right now. And that's the key to change, honestly. That's the, you, because if it's too hard, you won't do it. If it's too easy, you'll be bored and you won't do it. So try to find that sweet spot where things are kind of challenging but still doable. And Jordan Peterson talked about, talks about this a lot, which is just like asking yourself, okay, what will I, what, what can I do that, that's good for yep. me that I will do? That's the key thing. That's, ask yourself that no matter how small it is. Commit yourself yeah, to because doing it, you'll do that long better. enough. You're gonna build up. That thing is gonna get harder and harder, but it's be easier for you. Just gonna be climbing up the steps, and then in a few years you're gonna look back and you'll be like, "Fuck! Look at all this progress I made." But it's like I, I think I want to close with this too. It's but don't expect it to be fast. It's not gonna be fast. Learn to enjoy. This is what I would say: enjoy life as it is right now, but know it can be better. But don't need that future result to be like ah now i'm happy now i have my mansion and all my money and all this i'm happy because if you don't train your brain to be happy right now why what makes you think that you're going to be happy when you have all those things the same patterns are there the same thought habits are there you haven't changed them so a lot of that is also changing those things be grateful for what you have be grateful that you found this book and that now you can change boom there you go much healthier much better boom that's it. Closing. Before, now we have to do our closing. So, um, if you want more content like this, feel free to check the rest of the episodes. We have 21 more episodes, I believe. Uh, a lot of book reviews, a lot of topics. 21. So, yeah. If you want daily, you know, smaller content, but also within this, within stoicism, within self-development, go follow us at Paths of Meaning on Instagram. That's P-A-T-H-S of Meaning on Instagram. And stay tuned because in two weeks or four, we're going to review the new book by Mark Manson, Everything is Fucked, a book about hope. So see you in the next episode. Goodbye. 23, this is what I'm going to do.